0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. So there's a tradition in uh, the Catholic Church when a, when a uh, priest, a newly ordained priest, says, presides over his first mass that uh, he, has, he has another priest to say the homily for him. And this is a way to you know, kind of give uh, a priest who's been influential in his life and his formation to, to uh, step in and, and help him in that mass and take a little bit of the pressure off of remembering all the prayers and rubrics as I kind of stumbled this morning a little bit already. And as expected, <laughs> I'm a perfectionist, so these are ways to keep me humble and remind me of, of uh, you know, God's mercy and love regardless of, of uh, how perfect or not I am. So, um, But... Anyways, this, this tradition, I was thinking, you know, because not every priest does this, and, and uh, I was thinking about, well, what should I do? Should I say my own homily or not? And I was kind of back and forth, and I said, well, I'll call up, or I'll email Father Ryan and, and see what he thinks, because he's helped me plan this Mass. And um, he emailed me back directly right away and said, you should preach your own. I did. It makes sense. They want to hear you. <laughs> and you in all caps. <laughs> That was you in all caps. So (laughs) I'm learning Father Ryan is both a decisive guy and a great encourager. So thank you for that that moment of encouragement. I'm happy he's here as the administrator of St. Basil. He put my mind at ease and I decided to go for it. I've been preaching all year as a deacon at St. Joseph Parish. Many of our parishioners, uh, or a few of our parishioners, are here to, to um, be with me at this moment. So it's, it was a wonderful year as a, as a deacon, and, and um, I just, you know, had, had a lot of opportunities to practice. But being here in my home, people who, who know me and, and uh, knew me when I was a little kid, you know, rug rat running around, causing trouble, you know, these people are here too, and, and so they know the full father dave you know before he was father dave and so that's a little more intimidating but um i'm still going to go for it here and and um you know just give you give you my thoughts here on this solemnity of the of the most holy trinity earlier this week i, w- I arrived in cleveland i was praying in the chapel here at saint basil and i was looking at the incredibly vivid stained glass image of the nativity you can see the fragile infant Jesus in a crib of hay surrounded by Mary, Joseph, the three kings, and some shepherds. This scene reminds us that God came to us in the same way each of us entered into this world, radically dependent on others to survive, physically and emotionally in need of others who love us from the time of our birth and really throughout the course of our entire lives as we grow and mature We do become independent in in many ways, but we're always in need of others to walk with and be in relationship with, to share our joys, our challenges, and to encourage each other, as Father Ryan did for me in that moment and in many other moments in our lives, in order to live a healthy and full life. Many of the problems in our world today can be traced back to a lack of love, affection, and encouragement that a person has felt in in their life. This can cause them to act out in hurtful, sometimes tragic ways, as we've seen so often in the news recently. We need to pay attention to others and make sure they have those human needs in their life, the attention, the affection that that is so basic to our our humanity. But even having all the relationships we need with friends and family, we still suffer to some degree from a tendency to isolate ourselves to make things all about us. We can turn from God and others and try to exert our own will on the world. This is what sin is, and we are all influenced by it. I think of that famous quote from St. Augustine that I'm sure everyone has heard, Our hearts are restless until they rest in God. There's no human relationships in this world, no matter how good they are, and it and, and is a gift from God, and we are to embrace them, but, but our hearts long for, for more, the fullness of, of who God is in our lives. After I was confirmed here at St. Basil as a teenager, as I said, and no longer required to come to religious education on Sunday morning, growing in my faith was no longer a priority for me. I centered my life around playing sports, trying to find happiness in other things and people without staying connected to God. In my mid-twenties, after trying a lot of different ways to find peace through college and, and um, in my early years of working, I came up empty, and I couldn't find that, that peace within me. A young woman I was dating in, at the time invited me to participate in an Alpha program at her church, Alpha many of you have probably heard about, as a basic course on Christianity. Through Alpha, I was led back into a relationship with God as a young adult, and he gradually has become more and more the center of my life. That nativity scene in St. Basil's Chapel reminds us that Jesus became one of us. God became one of us to make it very clear that he desires to be in relationship with us. Becoming a human being we could see, touch, and interact with was the best way we could come to know who he is at his essence. God is a God of relationship. In the passage from the Gospel of John that we just heard, we hear how the three persons of the Blessed Trinity exist in this relationship. Jesus says, everything that the Father has is mine. He also says, the Holy Spirit is the one who takes all that the Father and the Son have and makes it known to us. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit hold nothing back from each other. They share completely all that they have with each other, and this is what makes them three persons in one God. At the heart of this kind of selflessness, unconditional sharing is love. In John's first letter in Scripture, we are told that love is of God and God is love. Trying to understand the Trinity fully, how can three persons be one God, will remain a mystery to us in our lifetime here on earth. But what God does want us to grasp about himself is that he is a God of love, a love so great that he wants to share it with each one of us. In the first and second reading from today, we are given images of God doing this for us. In the book of Proverbs, God's wisdom is personified as a woman who is praised for her role in creation. Wisdom has always been with God and was in the beginning of creation, overflowingly poured forth to bring about creation. There is nothing in God's creation, no depths of the sea, no mountains, nor the farthest reaches of the universe that have not been formed by God's wisdom. The order and beauty of the natural world is our first evidence of God's love for us. The reading from Proverbs ends talking about the delight that wisdom had in bringing about the human race. This delight God had in the creation of the human race is brought out in the second reading, St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Paul says, The love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. The love that defines the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is something God not only wants us to know about himself, but wants us to have within ourselves and is waiting to be poured forth into our hearts as we open them up to him. God delights in each one of us here and throughout all of his creation. In our formation for religious life, we're always working with spiritual directors. Mine happens to be a Jesuit. I I like the uh, spirituality of St. Ignatius, the, the examine. Uh, this, the, uh, the spiritual exercises and, and taking retreats that are centered around those. It help me, helps me to go deeper into God's love for me and realizing that in all different areas of my life. But when I bring my Jesuit spiritual director, my struggles and frustrations, he always asks me one thing, he comes back to this statement, did you wake up today and say, Jesus, you are crazy about me? God delights in each one of us here and wants us to have that love that defines him within us, to be abundantly poured forth into our hearts. This is what the work of the Holy Trinity is all about, to know that God is crazy about each and every one of us here. John's first letter that speaks about God's love for us also says, If God loved us in this way, then we must also love one another. Even though none of us have seen God yet, if we love one another, God remains in us and his love is brought to perfection within us. Sisters and brothers, God is a God of relationship, a perfect relationship of love, a love that is waiting to be poured forth into our hearts and is only brought to perfection in us when we love one another. So, how can we receive and give away this love so that it is perfected within us? We need to begin by opening our hearts to God in prayer, taking some time each day or at least each week to disconnect from our busy lives. I know this is this is harder for families with kids running around, and and we we have it scheduled into our day as as uh, priests and religious. Um, but if you can find a moment, start start with a, a small moment, and just disconnect from your devices and. And sit, if it's out in nature, that's one place I really like to go, go out for a hike, see God's creation, contemplate Him there. But really disconnecting, taking out those earbuds and, 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 you know, giving that, giving that true attention, your, your full, full attention to Him. And then listen in silence. Allow His Spirit to quietly minister to you and give you His strength and His wisdom. And then we can learn to give away that love, receive that love, through the sacraments that Jesus gives us. Taking to him our heavy hearts, our failures to love people in that unconditional way that he calls us to, bringing these things to that sacrament of reconciliation, and allowing Jesus' healing presence, his grace and mercy to transform us and make us into the saints that he's calling each one of us to be. Then receive his own body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist here at Mass as we are about to today, the bread of life that he instituted at the Last Supper to nourish our spiritual hunger and strengthen us for the mission, the vocation that he has called each one of us to. And finally, in the same way that God pours out his love into our hearts, we need to pour out that same love into the hearts of others. We need to find a community of people as is here in St. Basil, but if you're not part of a, a smaller faith community of people that are in your life, it's important to find that. Find some brothers and sisters, some friends that you can walk with on your journey of faith, who can share your joys and your struggles, and, and you can help each other to see how God is working in your life. It's, you know, in two or three are present, God is there, and he will reveal these things to you, to us. We also need to reach out and accompany those who are most in need in our neighborhoods, in our cities, in our world. People who are confined to institutions like nursing homes, hospitals, prisons. The pandemic has isolated these people even more, the people that that are in those situations. And and it's a time to to go back out and reach out to them and, and encounter them and bring the love of God into their lives. Those living in poverty, addiction, homelessness, accompanying them in, the, in, their, in their woundedness, and their weakness, and, and giving them hope and light. We can pour forth God's love into people's lives, lives through our simple presence of time, listening to their struggles and encouraging them. Throughout all my formation as a Capuchin friar, the biggest lesson I learned in ministry was to be present. I may not always have the words to console people in the way that I'd like to, but, but simply being present to them in whatever they're going through and listening, giving them a chance to express their, their, their anguish or whatever they're going through is just, that's kind of like ministry number one. And that's, that's, that's what God calls us to as, as followers of him, desiring to share his love with others. So on this Trinity Sunday, let's be reminded that God is most defined by that relationship of love that he delights in us, that Jesus is crazy about each and every one of you here today. And he wants our hearts to be so filled with his love that they overflow into the lives of all we encounter and seek to accompany today. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app, Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brecksville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.